like cold apple pie. <laughs> this isn't cold though. I didn't get it right out of the fridge. Uh, I my, put them in the fri- fridge. Mine's been in the hard. fridge for the whole week. Mmm. Well, I can't get any colder. <laughs> it's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're covering Comic-Con at Home! Woo. Oh, hey, there it is. Normally it's our big Comic-Con week, but, um, yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> um, it actually, I, I take it back, Mike, I still got a sunburn. So, you know what? It's Comic-Con <laughs> you know, as usual. Yeah, yeah, it's an anniversary for you. Yeah. Uh, on, on, every year, I go out and get a sunburn. Uh, <laughs> uh, Xbox dropped some Halo gameplay and some other stuff this week, Mike, we watched earlier. Um, there's some additional unsurprising delays announced and more. Yeah, and more. Who knows when anything's coming out anymore. Uh, but yeah, I <laughs> thought at the top of the show we could talk about sunburns real quick. Because uh, I also got one over the weekend, which is hilarious. Uh, we should have been safely at home watching stuff streaming from Comic-Con, and we both ended up going outside in the sun and getting sunburnt. So I don't want to get anybody's hearts racing or palpitating over there, but I'll be recording this podcast without a shirt on because my... Uh, my elbows are a little, not elbows, my uh, shoulders are a little crispy, so I've been aloe vera-ing. I've been drinking lots of water to stay hydrated. It's not that bad. It's nowhere near as bad as the sunburn that you got oh, in yeah. Hall H last year at Comic-Con. But, you know, the sun gets to all of us eventually, right? Yeah, I never got to Hall H, so that's, that's <laughs> the most disappointing part of this. But, yeah, I mean... I'm I'm not nearly as bad. I I've been I've been prepping. So for anyone else, I I went out of town this week um, for for a little just to work out out of, out of a, a condo in another state. Right? Didn't didn't really go out and do anything. Got to practice that social distancing. Be careful. Um, worst state uh, I've been in so far, Tennessee. By the <laughs> way, no one was wearing masks and they congregate gas stations. No. no. Um, but anyway, um, I, I took I took a walk down a beach, um, very uncrowded beach, uh, very very empty. Uh, I think did I send you a photo of that? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'll show you. But I, be- like, I believe you. I believe literally, you. Literally, <laughs> I mean, you, you, it's like 100 feet between people. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is beautiful. But uh, I walked down it and got, uh, even though I was wearing SPF 15, I did get a little bit on my face. Uh, a little, little color, but not as bad as last year. But I'm also, I've got a shirt on. So, um, sadly, this is not a video podcast. It's just an audio <laughs> podcast. So, you guys don't get to see it. You can see that. my very distinct farmer's tan because I was wearing a uh, sleeveless <sighs> shirt. So it's not like the it's not like the sexiest looking uh, tan line uh, anyone's ever going to see. Uh-huh. But I just but, thought I'd add a little context to well, <laughs> to what we normally do here. For a couple house cats, uh, we got some sun. We yeah, got, we exactly. Got I mean, man, it was it was weird this weekend because yeah, like uh, like we said, this was supposed to be Comic Con's weekend. You know, if Comic Con actually would have been going normally, we probably would have like bigger news to talk about. We do uh-huh. have some Comic Con at home news, so some people did show up with a little bit of reveals, but it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be, just because the yeah. convention wasn't happening. It's a totally different story if you can't go and then you're on well, social media and you're watching everyone else there. So. There wasn't any FOMO. I wasn't missing out on anything because there was nothing there to miss out on, you know. And the other thing is literally the people that we normally report on at conventions, Marvel Studios, DC, um, you know, Warner Brothers, they didn't have panels um, mm-hmm. at all. They're mov- they're making their own events, uh, making their own announcements. 
Uh, so it wasn't here. I even think our biggest news point wasn't really at Comic Con. I think it was a separate event, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, yeah, it was kind. Of, we'll talk about it. We'll talk <laughs> yeah. about it. How, yeah, how? it was. You know, it, it was cool. Uh, it was nice seeing on social media that some people were just trying to keep the vibe going. Uh, obviously, a lot of people like to sell exclusive merch at the con, and that merch was made long ago before uh, mm-hmm. we knew this was ever going to be the situation that we're in. So I did go online. I bought some nice collectible enamel pins that you know you can usually only get if you were at the con. So I felt like I celebrated it a little bit. Uh, but it, it was kind of a you know we don't really have anything in the show to specifically talk about comic-con at home just in general but um they were posting up live videos on youtube which i really appreciated uh just because they weren't going through some sort of weird like third party to like stream the content like they just decided let's make it as easy as possible probably a week or so ahead of time they probably just had a bunch of people and all log into their youtube channel they were just uploading videos probably like constantly i mean there's a lot of they, there's a lot of content on that YouTube channel right now. So uh, if you missed anything, unlike a Comic-Con, how it usually goes, you usually can't go check out all that stuff. Yeah. But now you can. Just head on over to their YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. it's all all online, all, uh, all kind of over the place, to be honest, some days it felt like. I didn't know what to watch, what time things were happening. Was it East Coast time? Was it West Coast time? It was quite a week for, for an online event, to be completely honest. Um, but, you know, what we did, other than this uh, confusing thing, we, we did have some stuff we did. We're going to jump into the Corrin stream. Um, because I've been gone, I didn't get to watch a lot of things. So I don't have mm-hmm. a lot to contribute here. Uh, however, I was going to... I, I was telling Mike before this. Um, I did get some some Chris time in this weekend. And <laughs> I was able to play Fortnite on my iPad. And I don't know if you've ever played Fortnite on your iPad, Mike, or any, any game like I, that. I, I haven't. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not from uh, the Generation Z out there who does absolutely everything <laughs> on a touchscreen, but it sounds like you've channeled into that, uh, well, <laughs> that, that the cross-generational the, uh, entertainment. Well, the beautiful thing about this is I can now just connect my Xbox and PlayStation controllers to iPads. So mm-hmm. um, I was playing on a controller when everyone else was probably playing on touchscreen. So, oh, uh, God, I don't know how people do that. <laughs> I don't either, and I was very, I was very concerned... That I was beating people who had a jump on me. I'm like, something's wrong here. Oh, I have the controller. So if you haven't given that a chance, uh, the fidelity was really good. I played on a Wi-Fi stream uh, in this condo I was at, and um, I I won a game, which I'm just my mind's blown. But um, if you're ever like traveling, uh, which a lot of people should be doing these days, uh, or you're stuck somewhere, that's a great way to kill some time. Uh, whip out your controller, connect to your iPad, play some games. Uh, Mike, you gotta watch stuff. I didn't get to. Tell me what you watch. I see. I see. I know one of these items. I do not know the like, other. Like every other week uh, in this uh, in this pandemic, uh, we've been at home mainlining content, as all of the Hollywood studios love to hear. Uh, first up, a show that came out. I believe it was last year. Um, it's a show on HBO called Euphoria, and I can actually tee this one into the show a little bit. Um, it stars uh, the actress who plays our brand new Mary Jane uh, Watson in the Spider-Man universe, uh, Zendaya, who, uh, like I said before, we're not Gen Z, but isn't she a like a singer? Isn't that her profession? I think that's what she did first. Was she on Disney? Maybe, uh, but she now plays a yes, uh, a high a high school drug addict in the show Euphoria, which sounds pretty heavy when you talk when you bring it up like this. But there's actually some really imaginative uh, directing that's going on in here. There's really cool shots, like somebody's really taking the time to do some pretty kind of trippy visuals uh, that really fit the vibe of the show. Um, 
kind of the best way I can describe it as like if you're a teenager that's watching the shows that Netflix are making for you, like, oh, you're a Netflix teenager. You like these Netflix teenage shows. And then it's just like, well, then you have teenagers that like watching HBO. This is the show for them. It's just about a bunch of uh, messed up kids. And uh, it has uh, it has some heart to it. It has some pretty crazy drama in it. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. So we're working our way through that. Um, another thing I forgot to put up here, uh, much like Euphoria that stars um, – a, a teen idol, a teen idol, a teen star. I don't know exactly what you want to call Zendaya, but we watched uh, Dickinson over on Apple Plus because I have that year-long Apple oh, Plus yeah. trial. And Dickinson stars um, what's her face? She was in Bumblebee. Why can't I think of the name? Off Haley the top Steinfeld, of my head? who is Haley the, Steinfeld, the runner-up yeah. for um, Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, or the the, yeah. one, the people they want the most. Yeah, she. I think she she actually was a singer, wasn't she? Before well, she was acting, she was actually acting. She was in True Grit, the remake with Jeff Bridges as a little girl. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. And so, then she went into singing, and uh, you probably more people probably know her for singing now than acting. Yeah, before. she's a triple threat. But Dickinson, yeah. we, we completed that 10-episode first season, and it was really great. The, it kind of it kind of crosses this line of kind of like how the movie A Knight's Tale does where they kind of bring in modern music to this very Victorian setting and then every once in a while the characters will really break from the form of somebody who lived back in the late 1800s and they'll start using like modern slang and they'll start crumping and stuff like that which all sounds very strange but it all really works and it's really funny and it's dramatic and I I really enjoyed it pardon my old age here what's crumping? (laughs) <laughs> just just imagining a, a just like a, a a very strange like undulating of the body not a dancing that I, I believe that you would see in Victorian times just before the dawn of the Civil War <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to google this go on continue but it's really it's really crazy like Wiz Khalifa like kind of guest stars as the perf- the personification of death um, oh man, who else? Uh, John Mulaney. John Mulaney yeah. is in like two episodes. He's really funny. So yeah, it, it's it's really fun. I check out Dickinson if you happen to have Apple Plus. Um, but I think probably the 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 bigger thing that's probably more in the zeitgeist is Netflix just brought back Unsolved Mysteries yes. just recently, and it's very short run. I believe this is just considered part one of season one. I I think it was maybe only six or eight episodes. Uh, but uh, like many Netflix shows where the order in which you watch it is not that big of a deal, like kind of the first few episodes and the last few episodes are the strongest. But if you want to be a completionist, go ahead and watch them all. But yeah, it really brought back some nostalgia because they, they have the original theme song that kind of strikes fear into my childhood hearts because the old Unsolved Mysteries is a lot for a little kid to watch. Uh, it's a lot about people getting away with murder and, and, you know, the worst things in the world. And every once in a while, they'll throw in like UFO sightings, which is really bizarre, and that would actually scare me the most. So you get all of that in the new Unsolved Mysteries. You get uh, you get really bizarre mysteries. You get uh, you get murders. You get people that got away with it. There's episodes where they're pretty sure they know what the problem is. Like, they know what the mystery is. They just can't find this person. And then they throw in a UFO episode just randomly in the middle. So it, it, it was pretty fun. We had a great time watching it, and uh, it's interesting being married to uh, my wife particularly when you watch Unsolved Mysteries because she is so confident that she has the answer to all these mysteries. So as soon as uh, every episode's over, I look over to her and I'm like, okay, babe, tell me who did it. Solve it for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why they even made this show. They should just call you. You can solve all these mysteries. Uh, solved by the internet mysteries. I remember actor um, Robert Stack um, 
doing the unsolved mysteries the most. Do you remember him? He had like the, he, he had like a stone face, like a yeah. He was he was like iconic, and I think they made a really good choice with this new unsolved mysteries. It takes more of like a documentary style approach, so there's no host that's introducing you to these stories. Because I mean, how do you replace that guy? He is just uh, he's just too iconic to the original series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go check out unsolved mysteries. I think you'll have a fun time. The first the first one's a doozy. It's really it's a it's a legit mystery. And uh, there's some other really good ones in there too. Yeah, um, I, I looked this up. Um, the 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 producer for it is Sean Levy, uh, who is known for doing um, Stranger Things on Netflix, being being a, one of the producers for that. And oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that makes sense. Netflix probably came to him like, oh, what else do you want to do? Well, I really liked Unsolved Mysteries as a kid. Can we bring that back? <laughs> yeah, and I believe he's working on um, a thing with Ryan Reynolds about a time travel movie. Yeah, that does sound familiar. Because um, I always thought it was the 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 Levy guy from um, Schitt's Creek. Oh, okay. Sean Levy. About, I'm uh, like, Dan, like that's not the right Dan Levy. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that's not the right Levy. Uh, <laughs> Different Levies. Uh, they 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 run this town. Yeah. Uh, but, I drove uh, my Chevy to the Levy. <laughs> drove my Chevy to the Levy. But yeah, go check out. Go check out Unsolved Mysteries. I'm looking forward to things getting solved because back when I was a kid, there was like a phone number that you could call if you had any tips. And then um, I independently Googled the other day uh, that apparently like 30% of those original mysteries from the original run of the show had been solved in some way. So uh, I didn't know that. I didn't have the internet back then to Google what the return rate on Unsolved Mysteries was. So I'm looking forward to see uh, how in a world we live in now that's just overrun with information – Wow. Uh, if if a lot of these things will get solved, because uh, I have some burning questions, Chris, uh-huh. so I need them answered. Well, of course. And then I just did a quick search on the Sean Levy guy again. He was actually he's been a director as well and a writer and a mm-hmm. producer. He uh, directed Cheaper by the Dozen. Uh, the <laughs> I new watched one. that. Re- yeah, my wife and I watched uh-huh. that recently. Actually, The Pink Panther, which was also a uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin joint. Then went and did mm-hmm. the bo- uh, all three Night at the Museums. Oh, okay. Uh, and I actually referenced this movie the other day, Real Steel. Real? Oh, is Rock'em, that Shaq? No, this Rock'em Stock'em Robots with Hugh Jackman. Oh, I'm thinking Steel. Yeah. Yes, you're just thinking Steel. Uh, <laughs> the, the DC movie uh, about Steel. And then lastly, it was the other one. It's the Free Guy. It's the uh, Ryan Reynolds as the, the, the Grand Theft Auto character. To, that was supposed to come out this year. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I think it still is in December if oh, things do well, it. But it, We'll see. <laughs> yeah, either way. So he, he's got a... a, a a history of comedy so it's fun that he's doing not comedies but anyway tangential um well that's cool that's cool so what we're gonna do now mike um unless you have anything else you want to add to this no i'm salivating so for the past week and a half now me and mike i i i sent mike a little little treat um (laughs) you can hear it on my end i have found the limited edition apple pie kit kats and yes. the first thing I did when I saw someone putting this box out was buy four of them. I take yeah, it back. Chris found the fresh my, box. My wife actually found the fresh box. I'm not going to take credit for this. She did. <laughs> and she, I was like, she's like, do you want any? I'm like, buy four of them immediately. <laughs> uh, she comes home with four boxes. No, yeah. So I'm like, okay. So And I'm like, Mike, how much do you love me? And I sent him a photo of it. He didn't know he was getting any, so that's the best part of the story. Oh, uh, man. This is – I just opened it up. I'm getting some strong okay. apple scent yeah, here, man. So I'm going to open mine up. These are, we were, we're doing this for the first time. We've not tasted them. Yeah. Oh. This is a summer treat for Chris and I right here. Oh, you know what I like most about this? Hmm. It's white chocolate. 
<laughs> I'm going to do my best not to chew into the microphone because I yeah. cannot stand listening to people eat. So I'm going to lean away to the mic here for a second. I'm going to give it a bite right. and let's see how it goes. Three, two, go. Oh. Well, that's de- that's delicious. Wow, that, that's, that's that spice in there. That apple pie spice. That is delightful. Wow. This is refreshing, to be honest. Mmm. It's not a heavy Kit Kat, you know? I'm eating uh I'm eating two sticks at once. Because mine came through uh mine came from the USPS via Chris, so they got a little melted. So I had to stick it in the fridge so they'd uh, solidify again. But Well, this is great. This is I mean, now that I think about it, I can't think of a single like candy bar in the candy section that has any sort of apple flavoring. This is a very unique situation right now. I can taste the crust. I can taste the apple slices. And 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 what it does need, the picture here shows ice cream. What if you had like a little bit of vanilla ice cream to dip this in, Mike? Oh man, can you imagine going to Dairy Queen getting like a blizzard with this in it? Uh, this would be next level. What they're doing right here is they're not just doing like cinnamon and cloves and nutmeg, which is usually the seasonings you would get in an apple pie. They're putting in like a little bit of that kind of that artificial like apple Jolly Rancher flavor, like to just to really make sure that you get the apple through all the spices. Man, that's just great. That's great. Yep. I'm going to save the other two sticks because uh, I'm not going to eat them on the podcast. I'm going to drive somebody crazy. But, oh, man, that was delicious. That was amazing. Yeah, I think I would recommend these to anyone who likes them. Um... Again, mm-hmm. apple pie, fall. It's a, this is a fall flavor in the middle of summer is what we're getting here. You know, this is our treat. This is what we get. We didn't get Comic-Con this year, but we yeah. did get apple pie Kit Kats. One edition. Um, oh, Chris, and since we're on the Kit Kat topic, before we roll into the the show news, uh, since my Instagram now likes to give me the snack news into my uh, Explore feed, there's a Kit Kat leak that next year in 2021 – when the new flavors might be fruity cereal. So you might be getting another kind of like non-chocolate and or white chocolate flavor, which I know you prefer. So I think the packaging design did have like fruit loops on it. So it looks like you'll be getting a, a fruity flavor, which apparently uh, a lot of the times some of these mystery flavors that other like drinks or candy companies make uh, end up being like fruity cereal, which is, I guess, kind of lemongrass forward, I guess. Kind of like a, a forward flavor in a lot of uh, Fruit Loop cereal, fruity cereals are lemongrass. So, uh, yeah, if you ever come across lemongrass or, uh, lemongrass snacks, uh, give it a shot. Yeah, um, man, this is sitting here. I, that that it's the fact you get the crust in there. The um, mm-hmm. the it's like a graham cracker kind of. It's the cookie in it. It really adds it's to the, it. It's the cookie crisp. Man, two solid recommendations right off the top of the show here. Unsolved mysteries with apple pie Kit Kats. Mm-hmm. We're we're off to a good start, Chris. This for is this, a uh, Comic Con yeah. at home special. Well, the other the other thing I want to share with Mike is uh, I don't know if you've heard about the new Skittles. Uh, it's no, I haven't all heard about the new Skittles. lime Skittles. A bag of just oh. lime Skittles. Oh, I mean, I like lime, but that's risky. I know some people aren't big yeah. fans of uh, bold citrus flavors. Yeah, it's the green ones. Uh, just a whole bag of green ones. So if you see those, give give those a try. But I love. Everyone knows we love talking about food and candy, mm-hmm. and um, I was glad that uh, I was glad Mike had the fortitude and willpower to see these Kit Kats. Ooh, there were some there were some times where I was my hand was like literally uh like when you're watching your favorite character like trying to battle addiction 
in a, in a TV show and their hands like right over the pill bottle and you're like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. You've come so far. Yeah. That was me. It, that was me all week. And these are also not, uh, uh, I guess, uh, imported flavors. These are ones you can just find. I found mine at Walmart. Uh, yeah. So the United States is finally catching up to the rest of the world via Kit Kat. <laughs> Kit Kat. Yeah. Here's, some, here, here's your American flavor, apple pie. Uh, so if you get a chance to get out, be safe, uh, get, your, get yourself some Kit Kats. Check them out. Yeah. All right, we're not here to talk about Kit Kats. As much as we want to, and as much as I wish mm-hmm. we got paid to talk about candy, uh, <laughs> we're going to sit here and, and not get paid to talk about superheroes. Yeah, uh, let's do it. So, uh, first and foremost, Los Angeles Comic Con, which is not San Diego Comic Con, or Comic Con mm-hmm. Home, has moved its date back from, I think, August to, or September to December, 11th through 13th. Well, I don't think this, this will the- happen. I mean, if this is the one I'm thinking about, I believe this is – is this the Stan Lee Kamikaze no. uh, comic comic convention that happens usually right around Halloween? Kamikaze is – I was related to uh, Emerald City, but I could be wrong. Let me see here. I'm going well, to have either, to look this one up. I, it I just, mean, it's just that, called Los Angeles Comic Con that has a squid. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that's the one. That usually happens uh, around Halloween, so I'm not surprised that it's been moved. December seems to be this magical date that all of society in Hollywood is looking at. Is like, this will be our Valhalla. This is our chance. Everything will be fine once the once the, fi- the figurative snow starts falling on the month of December. The virus won't be here anymore, and we can all go back to normal. I mean, God, I hope it's right. You know, I hope I hope uh, Christopher Nolan can finally put Tenet out in December. I hope everything can go back to normal by then. I honestly don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I guess they're they're being yeah. hopeful, which is uh, something that we really need right now. I guess. Yeah, and if they follow again, imagine a Comic Con with six foot restrictions. What does that even look like? <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's possible. You just can't control that many people in a large space. No no amount of security guards would be able to keep those people apart. And then also those security guards have to stay six feet apart. So it's just not possible. Yeah. So I, well, I just can't imagine a convention happening right yeah, now. And I don't imagine the number of celebrities and people actually showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have to get people there, right? Well, if they don't feel safe, they're not going to go. So yeah. it goes both ways. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. So if you're looking for L.A. Comic Con's December dates now. I'm just going to go ahead and jump. We are 30 minutes into the show. Probably like more like 22, actually. Look at this. We're going to jump into our biggest topic, Mike. Justice League. Justice League. Justice Con, if you will. Not even Comic Con at home. Yeah, Justice Con happened this week. We talked about it a little bit last weekend. Uh, and I'm like, this is not San Diego Comic Con related. This is its own fan-based event. It's like a bootstrap convention. Very interesting. Yes. So this, um, I would say more like a pop-up convention, if you will, um, uh, is is run by the fans for the fans. And we've got some news coming out of this. Now, before we jump into this, I do want to extrapolate on that that note I just said, Mike. It's by the fans for the fans. (laughs) So So you're saying it, it might not be for us. Well, it's... I think the information at this is going to be skewed towards um, good information rather than you know just facts like a like a Comic Con release, right? So like um, that's just what I, I just want to paint that picture before we jump into some of this stuff. Now, not a lot of this if, isn't bad. If but- you- 
If your Twitter profile picture was ever the uh, Jared Letter Joker, this convention was for you. Uh, if your if your Tumblr header image was ever a picture of Zack Snyder with all of his yeah. uh, beautiful with all of his beautiful cinematic uh, lens, uh, th- this might be for you. Yeah. Do you have more than one copy of the movie Sucker Punch? <laughs> this con was for you. Uh, yeah, because so, I this was Zack Snyder con. I think. Yeah, really, this is what everyone was coming for. I don't think any other news came out of anything in here other than this. Um, but Z- Justice League, there was the biggest thing. You will see pictures of this all over the internet this week, Mike. It is the official Superman in a black suit reveal that was never mm-hmm. used in the Justice League we got. Yeah, not even a, not even a, a photo. This is actual footage of Superman uh, descending uh, in front of Alfred. It looks like they're at that kind of bootstrap lakeside bat cave or whatever you want to call it. I don't even yeah. remember what movies it exactly appears in, but it wasn't Justice League if I remember right. And uh, Alfred's just working on an old classic car and Superman just kind of slowly descends. Uh, it starts off very confusing because you have like an homage to the to the cup of water in Jurassic Park and you see like it ripple but then Superman just like delicately drops from the sky like he's on a wire and it's like well I don't know why Superman would be making that cut move uh, but anyway this, the clip only lasts like three seconds long he says yeah. oh you must be Alfred and then the clip is over so not a, not a whole lot to pull from here except for uh, the visual of him in a different colored suit and I'm pretty sure we got this scene in the trailer where Alfred says I knew you'd come and we saw over the shoulder, and everyone assumed oh, it was the black suit. Um, yeah, you're right. Um, so, in context, this this footage was premiered during this uh, Justice Con like Zoom call, where Zack Snyder is sitting down with uh, three people that are infatuated with him, which makes sense that they're running his panel. And afterwards, he kind of uh, mentioned that this this shot apparently the studio was very anti black suit they did not want superman in this black suit i don't know if they never wanted to see henry cavill in a black suit or they thought maybe not for this movie he needed to be in a black suit so i guess when they shot this scene they knew that they were going to be changing it in post and doing color correction on the suit so uh snyder mentioned that they did some tweaks on set to make yeah. that process a little bit easier and they did some tests in photoshop to make sure it was possible so i guess on the set that day he was in he was in the normal uh blue and uh red suit if you will uh but yeah here we go he's in the black suit and i guess we are to only assume that this will be in snyder's cut yes so uh, again uh one of the benefits of Zack snyder's justice league is um that he has the hindsight of almost three years of what people have complained about to tweak on his thing. Yes, he's filmed a lot. He may not get to film anything else, but he can at least make changes to placements, additions, subtractions to answer fan feedback. So he's got that benefit, but I think what is cool is this is not a Superman with a um, removed beard, which, do you remember how rubbery the intro of that that movie is? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That movie is almost three years old. It does not feel like it at all. Uh, It feels like it was a decade ago, to be honest. But, um, you know... We get to see Superman without a rubbery face, which is cool because we don't we didn't get to see a lot of that in the the Justice League we got. So I think that's cool. Yeah. And you know, um, I'm I was trying to I'm I'm scrubbing through my copy of it here to find if he did in fact like the scene with Alfred did appear in the uh, the movie. 
Like, and, and what suit did he have on? I'm sure someone's going to go oh, pull up gotcha. somewhere. Yeah. Um, uh, one one thing uh, that he did uh, mention, because uh, he seemed to be very uh, into the the live chat that was going on during Justice Con. You could see kind of Zack Snyder tilt his head and look at his uh, monitor to see the chat kind of blowing up when he was uh, announcing these things. And a lot of people wanted to know about Green Lantern because we had talked about Green Lantern showing up in some promo images. Unite the and, Seven. And he couldn't. he couldn't technically say anything but he kind of looked to camera and said yes that's correct yes. i did put him in that promo yeah uh that promo material isn't that interesting so he's i think he's all but confirming that we'll be we'll be seeing some sort of version of green lantern or i guess in more of a prominent position yeah. or uh, or um I, I, the other thing i've seen is that we know that he has martian manhunter in the film um general swanwick uh, played by harry lennox who's in man of steel Batman v Superman in this is supposed to be Martian Manhunter. So I think we're going to get the official reveal of Martian Manhunter in this universe as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my, my biggest pro and my biggest negative takeaway from the bits that I saw from this. So the biggest pro is uh, the people running the Zoom call wanted to ask him if uh, Ray Fisher had seen any of the footage yet. Because I guess Ray Fisher was out there on Twitter going like, oh man, I haven't seen any of this stuff yet. I'm dying to see it. And uh, Snyder said, like, oh, when he sees it, I want it to be all done. I want it to be almost complete for him so he can really get the full the full footage of it, you know, the full view of it, because, you know, this movie really is about him. And that was my biggest complaint about the, the version of the film that we saw is this really should have been Cyborg's movie. So much of the plot just really hinged on him and his and, abilities in these mother boxes. And it's like the movie really should have been about him. And they don't really even use him very well other than a couple other things. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, you don't get uh, his history. Like, you know, his dad had a mother box. He's built on a mother box. So, um, yeah, I, I Ray, Ray Fisher right now, he's he's out speaking about stuff. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah. For him. So that, that that's my biggest pro takeaway from this. But my biggest negative takeaway is it seems like Zack Snyder has really fallen into this cult of personality uh-huh. with the people that really love the Snyder Cut. It kind of feels like he's trying to insulate himself and put him in a bubble where he doesn't really want to hear from people that didn't like the movie. He only wants to hear from people that absolutely love him and he just doesn't seem like he's he's looking for any constructive criticism at all. He just wants to make the movie he originally wanted to make and he wants to uh, put stuff out on Vero and have people just pretend that he's literally breaking the internet, which, uh, dude, you're not going to be breaking the internet from a social media site that nobody's using except for you. Uh, so, uh, you know, well, I just hope, I hope Zack Snyder, this is what I really hope for Zack Snyder. I hope he can just really put the DC universe to bed when he's done with this and he can move on to like just a different project, just anything else. I want him to prove that he can do something outside of these types of movies that he's been making like for probably what, like two decades now. I'd love to see a different side of Zack Snyder as a filmmaker. And I just need him to get, get this out of his system, you know? So I hope this is very cathartic for him because he went through a lot of trauma with this film. Uh, so once it's done, I hope we can see a different side of this guy. Right. I agree. I think, I think it's one of those things like, you know, this is a dead horse that keeps getting beaten and yes we are getting it yes it's coming to hbo max what does it look like is it a six-part series or is it a four plus hour movie and one of the fun things is that we found out is there are legal reasons that they cannot call it Zack snyder's justice league right now and um for those like well why can't they just rename it well there are guilds that like i think what producers guilds directors guilds writers guilds right and each one of those has a rule about how a movie can be released or you 
you can end up, in, I think, in a lot of legal trouble and monetary trouble. So yeah, who knows? Maybe it could be something like, well, we need to see the finished product. Like yeah. once you finish it, Zack Snyder, once we see that you have used entirely what you filmed, yeah, you can put your yeah. name in front of it. But we got to make sure that nothing Joss Whedon related is in there. We got to yeah. make sure maybe the story differs in enough enough different directions. Uh-huh. So yeah, but, I, I wouldn't be surprised if or, they got to wait for arbitration. Well, or is that the reason it becomes a series? Because, oh, we can make it a, 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 a mini series and call it Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh-huh. Um, and do like you know like four to six parts right on on HBO Max. It's not a movie technically, so we don't have any issues with these guilds. Yeah, and I I, be- I believe Snyder's been quoted a couple times now saying he really wants to make it a series. It seems like he is preferring that direction. I would almost assume just because he doesn't want to cut anything. Like he's like I filmed all this stuff. Everyone's been clamoring. Well, all of my fans have been clamoring uh-huh. for the Snyder cut. So I want to give them every single ounce of it that I can give them. So the best way to do that is in a series, not like a six hour movie. That'd be insane. Yeah, exactly. And then that's that's one way to do it. Um, the other thing, you know, uh, to to your one of your points, Mike here, is that DC has acknowledged that Joss Whedon's uh, Justice League will be the official DC EU continuity piece. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon's Snyder cut uh, will not supersede that, much like director's cuts, uh, other director's cuts. So there's going to be extra stuff. It's going to tell a whole different movie, whole different characters. However, this dark side will never appear. <laughs> In another DC movie. I mean, sure, they can maybe change their mind later if the reception's good enough. But at this point in time, the movie that hit the theaters, the one that was officially released in 2017, is the one. And this is just kind of a a retelling, reimagining that will not affect that. So if any other movie references Justice League, you don't have to be like, well, which one? Well, also, it makes you wonder how much does it even really matter? Yeah. Who knows what the Flash movie is going to do to this world? Uh, the, we already know that Robert Pattinson's Batman is not really within this universe. You know, if yeah. that movie really knocks it out of the park, maybe the whole DC universe is just going to go in that direction. You know, we don't really we don't really know exactly what's going to happen, so maybe it's not that big of a deal. But you know, it sounds like there's definitely still a lot of animosity between Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder. Yeah. There's something there. I don't know if a, a lot of it's just being drummed up from like PAs and people on set what exactly is going on but mm. it seems like uh, Snyder really wants to give you everything that he did and really deviate yeah. away from the movie that came out exactly and then one of the quotes that the walk, I walked out of here is like you know will he use any of the stuff Joss Whedon shot like could he like well this one scene was a good addition right mm-hmm. apparently he said and I quote I will blow the entire effing thing up before using the other footage that he shot so he would rather destroy the movie than use any frame Joss Whedon shot. I mean, that's a. I mean, that's definitely that's a strong shots endorsement. Fu- that shot's fired for sure. I mean, uh, the, uh, the 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 personality, the character of Joss Whedon has been under attack recently. I'm not going to defend or accuse him because I don't really know exactly what's going he, on. He's there. been under fire for a couple of years, but yeah, yeah, if nothing's looking but, better for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, uh, I I. I would assume that the footage he shot is competent from a filmmaking point of view. You know, you could argue whether the story fits, but I think it's it all comes back to what you're saying, Chris. I think this is a big legal thing too. Yeah. Like, you know, you you can't put 
too much Joss Whedon in your movie because if it starts to lean more Joss Whedon, you got to put his name on it somewhere. Yeah. So I, I feel like it, they don't. He does not want to do that. It, exactly. And and one of the things is you know it, and they could be drumming this up to make it look like it's more of a feud. Like I said, it could be like you can't use any of it. And he's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, I don't want to anyway. And that's really like and he's just making it sound like he's getting to lord over this movie at this point. Um, and, and well, I, I, it's just a, a weird situation, but I mean, you know, Zack Snyder, he didn't get to pick his successor, right? Like he left because of a tragedy in his family, right? Uh-huh. He didn't really get to be like, okay, well, um, you hired me. So I'm going to pick somebody else to do this project. That's, that's like you going into work, Mike. I'm like, well, I'm going to go home and, and take care of some stuff. So I'm going to hire someone off the street to work, work on this project. So can he really even blame Joss Whedon for the final film? Like, he was he was given a job to release a movie on a certain day with certain characters. Yeah, it's not the best thing in the world, but at the same time, like he did what he was told to do and hired to do. Not it wasn't like a these two people are working on a personal project together and they blew up at each other in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's. I, I mean, at the end of the day, the biggest winner here is HBO Max because more and more people are talking yeah. about the Snyder Cut every day when any more extra drama comes out and people are going to be clamoring to hit that play button as soon as, you know, episode one or part one drops on HBO Max. So uh, I don't think HBO Max cares what's happening yeah. as long as you subscribe to them. Yeah. They didn't even have to throw their own convention. Fans, <laughs> yeah, fans exactly. did it for them. Yeah, they, they didn't lift any finger, and they're still going to get paid. Yeah, it's this is just wild. So, I mean, we're going to follow this, of course, as is comic book tradition. We have a, probably about a year till this comes out still. So, you know, mm-hmm. just legally four years by then. And, and, you know, what will the DC, what will the movie going world look like by this point? Um, what will DC's world look like by that point? So I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna follow it and, and see what's going on here as, as we do. Um, the other thing the other movie that other than just like this other movie is always on our plate Mike no matter what we try to do no matter what we say or speculate this movie always does exactly the opposite of what we want it to do and that is <laughs> new mutants um so there's an SDCC live feed I'm going to I'm going to link it in here I I'm pulling it up on YouTube right now Mike but you watched it as well right the, the new mutants <laughs> yeah this feed. was this was an interesting experience I knew that this was going to be happening at uh, 2 p.m. in the afternoon so you know I queued up the YouTube link right at 2 p.m. and surprised to find out that Comic-Con wasn't uploading these videos and premiering them quote unquote live which is a functionality that you can do on YouTube uh-huh. we do where it. you put some well, yeah where you put something up and then people in the chat can talk about it and then you're just seeing things live there's no scrub bar but as soon as it's finished you can use the scrub bar and use it like a normal YouTube video well they didn't do that this was basically when the panels went live they were just publishing these videos and making them live so as soon as I saw that you know I watched the very beginning of it where they lean into the idea that they've know that they've been delayed and canceled so many times and then they put up the new date which was like August was it August like 18th or something like that. It's like 14th. And, yeah, like yeah, and and then in the subtitles they say like hopefully like very cheeky. Yeah. So once I saw that I was like oh okay they're still really hoping that they're going to be in the theaters in August. They're not going to be announcing a VOD release like I thought they would be. Yeah. So instead of sitting through this like z- this recorded Zoom call of all of the actors and creative people involved in the movie because I know that they're just going to be talking about their experiences with the movie and most of the time I find that pretty boring i just scrubbed all the way to the Uh end and where they basically showed like the first couple minutes 
of the of the beginning of the film like the opening scene and then they kind of launch into like basically like a trailer so it's kind of one of those like classic trailer situations where it starts with a scene and then it just evolves in the clips of the film so it's been a while since I've caught any like new mutants uh, trailers so I don't know if there was a lot of new footage in there except for what they showed at the beginning yeah. but at the end of the day, we didn't leave with much more than we already had. Yeah, really. So they're obviously they're pushing for a theatrical release. Now, will that theatrical release be up for a week and then it goes into VOD uh, the next week? Um, remains to be seen. We'll talk about another movie down the list that did is doing that specifically like that. So they didn't give us any details. They just gave us the intro scene. They talked about the their reaction to this movie, which they made like four and a half years ago at this point, right? Four and a half, five years mm-hmm. ago. This was supposed to come out, I think, 2017. So they've not worked on this movie in a very long time. Um, but the director, the only thing is the director has confirmed that, you know, they didn't do any reshoots um, because of the merger with Fox, uh, or the merger of Fox with Disney, and then literally everything shut down. Uh in the world. So they've never done any reshoots. So the movie you're seeing is the movie they shot the first time through and didn't even do any pickup shots. So is that a good thing? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a strange world to be within the X-Men universe right now. Cause as we all know, it's in limbo until, you know, Kevin Feige kickstarts the, the next version of it. But there was also this week, uh, we don't really have it in our show notes just because I, there's really not much to say about it, but there was a Hellstrom trailer that came oh, out. Yes. And, <laughs> I watched that and today. The, mo- <laughs> the most interesting thing about it to me was not really what was in the trailer, but the fact that you don't see X-Men or Marvel anywhere on the trailer i mean you get like an opening bumper saying it's like a hulu original but you don't see anything associated with marvel in it nothing in here mentions mutants even the context of the show which might hint at the idea of like maybe somebody having like superpowers there's like nothing there it almost makes me think that if this show is good enough that they'll just totally remove themselves from marvel continuity and if it possibly ever had a season two, it's just going to be just its own thing. It's just its own show that just happens to have the same name as a Marvel comic. So yeah, it's it's weird being X-Men right now. That's for sure. Yeah, it is. And and, and the Hellstrom thing, I, I don't think – did I even put it in here? I didn't put it in here. I was going to. We watched it because they removed Marvel from it because they're like, well, this is Marvel characters. However, it's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and if it is successful – we don't have to actually tie it into anything. We can just mm-hmm. do Hellstrom, and that's fine, uh, using these Marvel-based characters. However, that didn't look very good either. Um, that's neither here nor there. But I think, you know, the new means. I'm glad they got all the cast together after all this time. They all seem pretty happy to watch it and excited about this movie, you know, which is something, you know, if we talked about Justice League, a lot of the cast are like, whatever, we're not happy. Half of them don't even work for DC anymore, it seems like. Um, I mean, it's it's the biggest bonus of a pandemic right now. It's so easy to get people on the phone. Uh, I can't believe the the one thing I didn't bring up in the corn stream uh, this week was uh, the cast of Scott Pilgrim reunited to do a, a live table read of the movie, and freaking Chris Evans was there to read his part. You know, since he is like a super huge busy star, even during a pandemic, he had to bounce as soon as yeah. he was done basically reading his line. But like, it was so cool, like seeing all those people there so uh, this was a big advantage of comic-con at home this year was that people are available it's hard to make excuses when people know mm. you got nowhere to be <laughs> yeah, exactly and, and you know this is a, a technology that's become very easily accessible what what's what platform doesn't have a video chat now that you can record so um yeah i, I think i think the mutants is, is gonna be fun i just wish we had uh something to 
kind of look forward to on this? Like, yeah, are we there was there's actually are we not? <laughs> there was actually this awkward moment at the end of the New Mutants panel where they announced that there was going to be this contest. Oh, if you if you share this hashtag on social media, you'll be entered in this contest to see an early screening of this uh, movie before it comes out in theaters. And uh, then one of the stars of the movie awkwardly says, like, oh, don't forget to wear your mask. So it's just like, oh, yeah, that's right. If somebody does win this contest, who knows when they're actually going to be able to see it. And it's so weird that this contest is still a thing. Like, they don't they understand the climate? And obviously the, the, the moderator of the panel was just reading what the studio told yeah. them to read. So it's just like... Yeah, this it's is going to be a Zoom weird. call. They're going to project yeah. it on a theater, <laughs> and you have to watch it through your Zoom. With yeah, them. such a such a tone deaf contest, and it just goes to show you. I think our theory of this movie has to come out legally due to people that are profit sharing from the movie is like totally true. The fact that this contest is still going on, people's like, but I I'm kind of hopefully leaning to what you're saying. Maybe it's just in theaters for one week to check that legal box off, and then we can just watch it. Via yeah, TV. or they've made some deal behind the scenes. They're like, look, we have nothing new to put out. Maybe we can make some money on this. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, yeah. we'll talk about another movie later that's doing it that probably uh, I'm going to say not going to succeed as well as this. Uh, but this might be a, a successful option. But we'll talk about that. If I said you were, uh, hey, they're making a Marvel Illuminati thing. Would you know who what characters I'm talking about? Who the Illuminati uh, and Marvel are? <laughs> well, it's funny because when I was looking through the show notes today and I saw Illuminati, I was like, are they making a movie about the secret society that Jay-Z and Beyonce are in that people are always talking about and making the conspiracy theory videos on YouTube for? Uh, but then, no, I saw it was Marvel's Illuminati. Yeah. And I, I believe uh, it, Doctor Strange, he's kind of like the linchpin of this, isn't he? Well, um, kind of. Uh, so the Illuminati are, in the Marvel comic books, um, the top um, brass, if you will, of every uh, kind of group of people, if you will. Um, who've been meeting in secret to kind of decide how large world uh, threatening problems will be handled without the day-to-day minutia of like, hey, we have like 50 Avengers we have to go talk to kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So like Iron Man represented the Avengers, uh, Do- uh, Professor Xavier is the X-Men, uh, Black Bolt was the Inhumans, Doctor Strange was the Mystics, uh, Namor was um, the uh, the Sea, and Black Panther's uh, Wakanda, I think is, is the six. Um, and one of some of their, their more bold decisions include sending the Hulk to Planet Hulk. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. So they did yeah, that without I didn't telling realize anybody? It, I didn't realize it was the Illuminati. I thought it was just... Uh, I Now I realize the collection makes sense as the Illuminati. Yes, so they did that. Um, in, in some of the other books, they, they were keepers of the... Uh, the uh, Infinity Stones on Earth. Like, each one of them had an Infinity Stone. Um... And they, they meet together and solve these problems. There's some other stuff that they didn't they do. I think, like, you're familiar with Secret Invasion uh, mm-hmm. from Marvel? So they started that on accident by going to the, the scroll world and be like, don't come here again or we will, you know, you'll have a problem with us. And then they stole their DNA and that's how they infiltrated Earth. So uh, they their decisions don't work out very well for them at, at the end of the day because, you know, they think they're bigger than everybody else. Now, again... Spoiler alert! In game, Iron Man is dead. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have um, we don't have a Black Bolt. We don't have uh, a Namor. We don't have Professor Xavier. So we're Captain left- America will be dying of old yeah. age sooner. So or they later. can't replace him with that. Um, so Black Panther and Doctor Strange are about the only two left on this. Now, 
there's another comic book later that, that dealt with uh, villains using this this thing, and it, it wasn't very good. But apparently, the Illuminati for Marvel is in product in pre-production, uh, very early work, uh, because there's a casting list uh, that says Kevin Feige's Marvel's Illuminati uh, out in the Ooh. world. So, is this maybe a secret? Maybe is this the next Avengers movie, like subname, like subtitle kind of thing, or do you, is this like a series they're gonna put on Disney Plus? Where would you put? The Illuminati. I mean, this this got to be this has got to be a movie. I mean, this is bringing in uh, the leads of basically all of your biggest groups. I mean, that that seems like a Avengers formula right there. You bring in all of your uh, individuals to this bigger group as a whole. So, but yeah, like you said, we are missing some people. But we got we got uh, Doctor Strange. We got Black Panther. It seems like uh, uh, Namor could be bubbling up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, pun intended. Uh, who else could we throw oh, into the mix? Oh, I'm Maybe sorry. It was, um, Reed Richards is a part of this. Mr. Fantastic is a huge oh, portion well, of this. Sorry. Like, we, we know we know they're working on all of these different yeah. components. So I guess, you know, Kevin Feige on his magic uh, whiteboard that we one day could hope to see. Maybe he has all these lines and red strings drawn to the Marvel Illuminati when we eventually get there. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if this is an ambitious goal, I, I appreciate it. Maybe this is something we get, like, five years down the line. Mm-hmm. Maybe not like in two years on Disney Plus uh, so I'm looking yeah. forward to it I would like to see this this is the end credit scene where they announce we've ha- we've cast all these people as actors we have a Black Bolt we have an ex a professor there we have a Reed Richards we have a Namor kind of thing and they don't have to like tell us right out the gate kind of thing um, maybe uh, maybe this is the group that has to come together to tackle I mean what's a threat what's a threat that all of these people would need to tackle I mean is Dr. Doom is he big enough is I, he conniving enough to create something that all of these people I, would need to fight against I, that that could be one I think if they're going to do um, again spoiler for Spider-Man Far From Home uh, a, a scroll or Kree invasion mm-hmm. they could do that this would be the one. This would be the people who brings all these. Maybe the teams aren't getting along because of the egos or the the people. And this is the people who have to get come together to make those decisions and bring them together. But like its own project is very weird, you know. Um, how do you how do you introduce this idea without having those characters in place? Yeah. Is my question. I, I, all, all I can say is I'm here. I'm here for it because yeah. the the last we heard of the the grand design of the Marvel MCU was Kevin Feige said we're not going to be doing as big things. We're going to kind of stick to the Disney Plus shows. We're going to lead up to kind of kind of smaller incursions uh, throughout the story. We're not coming to a big end game right now. But yeah. maybe this is the next thing on the plate, which makes me excited. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so as well. I think you know, I want to know. I want to know what the next big thing is, Mike. What's what's the next big thing at Marvel? What's the next Avengers thing, and and what does that look like? And I know we may not get phases like we're normally because you have to innovate, right? You can't do every three years an Avengers movie. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what that is, and hopefully, the Illuminati from the um, Jonathan Hickman Secret Avengers run would be awesome too. I actually have a poster right here, in my my uh, my room with it on it. So I'm very excited for that. And you know me. I love a good Black Bolt. We haven't <laughs> got a good that, Black Bolt, but I love a good Black that, Bolt. Anything that gets Black Bolt back in the mix. Oh, yeah, exactly. Inhumans. Uh, have you seen the um, the Marvel 616 uh, series that's coming to Disney Plus? Have you seen any of these teasers yet? Uh, no, but I uh, I think I clicked through one and I looked through it. Um, uh, let's take a, there's, there's let's a, take a look here. There's a couple. So episode four teaser is called uh, Lost and Found. And uh, they're kind of going to go through some of the forgotten characters of Marvel and how those people came through. And I thought it was cool. 
um, the uh, comedian Paul Shear uh, from like the League uh, is hosting this episode, and then they're all like supposed to be like mini documentaries. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm kind of looking through the format right now. It's kind of like a, they're sitting at a table, just chatting, and then intercutting with like kind of comic book panels here. Yeah, because Donnie Cates, uh, who who's a huge writer right now, he he, he uh, created Cosmic Ghost Rider. He's doing the current Venom run, which is uh, blowing people away. Um, I'm pretty sure um, he had do my Doctor Strange to have the Sentry in it, uh, possibly. But like you know, this is a cool document. Have these interviews, have the art panels, and. Uh, uh, Paul Shear, I mean, he's he's a comedian. He's been all over the, the place right now. I saw, like, eight things with him in it. But, like, all these forgotten characters is, is the focus of episode four. And each episode is supposed to have a different uh, different uh, feel to it. So, I mean, this sounds pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus does good documentary stuff recently because yeah. they have access, like we talk about. They have the access to a lot of things that other people don't have. So mm-hmm. that's great. What I also think is cool, like Disney, they have access to Marvel's original comic panels. So if they want to do like original stuff, they have that. Like you said, they literally have the ability to like, yeah, here's the original drawings. Like here's the original book. Let's scan it and put it in here and, and mm-hmm. tell you some secrets behind it. So uh, the 616 series, I'd recommend it. If you're not into comic books, this would be a great opportunity to maybe get into it a little bit and learn 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 about them. Uh, the Miss Marvel series on Disney Plus. Uh, the production has been delayed, but there's rumors that the character Kamala Khan will, will debut and be introduced to us prior to the series, so we don't Ooh. just go in blind. Yeah, so I wonder if she's going to be introduced with powers prior to the series, or she'll just be like a human character that we get to talk to. But it makes you wonder what show it's going to be in, right? Because we ain't got the movies on the horizon. Yeah, I mean, I suppose they don't necessarily have to keep locations canon, but she's a New Yorker, right, if I remember correctly? Uh, Or is she in New New Jersey? I don't 100% remember. I want to say it's actually like Detroit area. Oh, is it? Um, uh, hometown. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, New Jersey, Jersey. But I know that some of the people are from Detroit area as well. Yeah, so it makes me wonder just logically what show could she easily pop up in. You know, we don't really know where uh, Wanda is for WandaVision. You know, if no. she moved to the suburbs, well, is the suburbs, you know, New Jersey? Maybe it, uh, Kamala will just be in the background there. Is she an in credit scene for the Eternals? Because the Eternals uh, are known for... Oh, yeah, I didn't even think movie Prodding wise, right? the, uh, the Inhumans along, or creating Terrigen Crystals, if they're experimenting on uh, humans way back in the history of time. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the most important thing that they have to introduce, is the Terrigen yeah. in, in the MCU. And it seems like they're obviously not going to go the route that S.H.I.E.L.D. is canon in the MCU, because they can't count on people have seen that to understand how Terrigen is working. So. Yeah, they're not going to take that little bit of... Uh, pockets of inhumans are are sitting around the the world yeah like maybe i mean maybe one of the missions that falcon and the winter soldier go on has to do with terrigen i don't know if that could possibly introduce it maybe somebody kidnaps kamala after she gets infected i don't know but it's cool to know that we're gonna see her before her series debuts that's that's a fun mystery yeah that's a that's the uh that's a good thing right you don't want to just go in blind to somebody i mean you could I mean, it worked for, what, Daredevil in the Netflix show? They didn't have, like, a precursor. But, I mean, I think, you know, if you're going to work in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you probably want to have a little bit of somebody. Here. Yeah, world building. Yeah. But- they have – I am I would love to just see the, the fine print on just any Marvel Disney contract. You're just, like, signing your name to just anything that they might want to put you in. And mm-hmm. they'll, they gladly sign it because then the wheelbarrow full of money comes in. All right. And on Monday, come in to get your 8K video slash photo scans that we can um, start selling <laughs> toys of you to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You 
actually don't need to come in. You're just going to be computer generated for the whole series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll reach out to you. We need some voice work, uh, but we just need to get a baseline. We can have a we can have a computer recreate all of your uh, all of the dialogue that we need. We're going to so. send you home with an Alexa, and it's going to ask you to say some key phrases, and that's really about it. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, stay tuned to Disney Plus to see your show. Yeah. So um yeah, I think I don't think again. Uh, some people are like, well, maybe Captain Marvel two. That is way too in the future for this show. Like that's what three mm-hmm. years out now. Um. So I don't think we're going to wait for Captain Marvel 2 to get Kamala Khan and then her show, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm thinking Eternals, but you know, I'd, I'd love to, 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 to hear some some other ideas. What other Falcon and Winter Soldier, possibly, maybe, if Terrigen's part of their stuff? But I don't know. Anyway, uh, Spider-Man 3 has also been uh, delayed back to November of, of 2021 next year. Um Another victim uh, of this, but guess uh, guess who makes the call on Spider Man? Yeah, it's Sony. It's Sony. Disney doesn't get to do this. So, um, and when I say Spider Man three, everyone's like the one with Venom. I'm like, no. <laughs> but then I'm like, well, maybe. Um, I mean, it, it really with all of these delays on the Marvel side of things, it really makes me wonder if we're going to see something before we're supposed to see it. You know, at, as a, at any point in time, is Feige and Disney are they saying like, no, we have to put this out before because this reveal is not going to make any sense? They're like, well, I guess it's not that big a reveal, so maybe WandaVision can come out before um, Black Widow. Uh, that's a big question that we're going to find out in the magical month of. December <laughs> of, of this year or next year uh, this year because oh, yeah. uh, it's either going to get delayed or not <laughs> that's true that's true well I don't know if you know this but December 17th is actually the release date of another big supposedly blockbuster record-breaking movie hmm. Avatar 2 Avatar 2 so if Disney is not putting Spider-Man which it does have stake in Spider-Man up against hmm. Avatar which one do you think would win I mean, I, I, I would put it this way. I know Avatar has been uh, down and out for a long time now. I would s- safely say it's out of the zeitgeist. I still wouldn't want to be a movie going up against Avatar 2 uh, just because you don't know what's, what it's going to do. Maybe this is going to be the long-awaited sequel that just the general population of the world that likes to see movies will go back and see because they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that movie. That was cool. I saw it on IMAX with the Blue Aliens. Yeah, I'll go see the sequel. Maybe it'll just hit enough of the general mainstream that you don't want to compete against it you know you don't really have to worry about this long backlog of movies like oh i didn't read the it's not like i didn't read the avatar comics all you have to do is rewatch one movie and you're back into the avatar world so if i was putting out a movie i don't care if it's spider-man i don't think i'd want to go up against the sequel to avatar 2 well too bad james cameron because disney doesn't (laughs) want to put anything up against spider-man and delayed avatar they're actually (laughs) more afraid of spider-man than uh than anything else so they pushed avatar and every other avatar sequel back one whole year yeah i mean i have a strong feeling it's not fear-based i think it's just schedule-based they're just looking at blocks on a calendar and they're just like oh we gotta move everything's gotta move because because 2020 got in the way so where can we put it well here the only reason that this one is more surprising than any other movie is because most of avatar is done filming in person i think the majority Mm -hmm. and it's all cg from here on out right so if you were going to be like, well, what movie can we get ready for? You know, if the world clears up, do you want to put a movie that has not filmed yet? The actor is even doing another movie, Uncharted, currently. Or do we want to go with Avatar that just needs CGI work for the next year and a half? 
Well, it could be we've waited this long for the sequel to Avatar. I think people can wait a little bit longer. It seems like people can't get any more disinterested if they already are. So, I mean, I have to say I'm not... I'm not crying over this. Day. Oh no, I'm not. I think I think uh, I, I I appreciate your optimism for the Avatar sequels. I think um, <laughs> it's going to be diminished. I mean, unless it's really like going to blow things out of the water and offer like what was it they had like sixty frames per second, three D kind of movies back a in- movie with a three D movie without three D glasses. I think that was the last kind of original pitch for these sequels yeah. that I heard. And if they can get the theaters ready for that in enough time, sure, probably. But I'm. I'm not feeling. Um, I'm not feeling the. Uh, I mean, I hopeless. wasn't as jazzed about the movie as maybe some other people were, but it's a bad bet to bet against James Cameron when you look at mm-hmm. his filmography. So that's that's the only thing is he's got that pedigree, but it's not like that's always worked. It's not like Steven Spielberg doesn't also have an equal pedigree and have made movies that have kind of stunk. So well, I don't know. We'll, well see. I, I, I do want the sequel to come out soon just because I've been waiting forever to rewatch Avatar because we're going to rewatch it and we're going to review it on the show to get people primed for Avatar 2. So I, I've literally only seen it once and that was in theaters and and that was it. I've been on the rides at Disney, so does that, <laughs> does that count? No, that doesn't count. Oh, I, I drank their drinks. I, no, I was. I'm, I'm making. I'm making you watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, but anyway, that's that's the way it is. I think also, um, the release date for Avatar was like eight months in theaters without any competition. So, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. We're gonna see how this is. But anyway, Avatar sequel, all the dates pushed back a year, so 2022 and beyond for Avatar. That puts it in twenty twenty December twenty twenty two. What was originally in December twenty twenty two, Mike? Apparently, a Star Wars movie. Yeah, the the, I... the Star Wars movies they announced that from Disney. I've got to update our calendar. It'll be updated after the show. But every like big um, December release for Disney, which was Avatar and Star Wars, they were alternating every year for a couple of years. There will be have now been pushed back a year. So twenty twenty three for the next Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's it's a little difficult to have a heart ripped out feeling for Star Wars right now, just because you, we don't even know what these movies were really going to be to begin with. Uh, and on top of that, all the exciting stuff is happening over at, at Disney well, Plus. You know, I'm waiting to see you know the Obi Wan stuff, the next season of the Mandalorian. You know, they're yeah. even throwing around ideas of other TV shows. I think Lando Calrissian is like the next biggest rumor potential uh, Star Wars series hitting Disney Plus with Donald Glover. Another second season of. Uh... The guy from uh, Rogue One. What's his name? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Cassian. I was, yes, Cassian, Cassian. Andor. I'm like it's like Lando Calrissian, but backwards. Uh, <laughs> it's like a, eh, it's like yeah. chanting a magic spell. Yeah. Anyway, well, but what about Taika Waititi's Star Wars film, Mike? Does that not get you hyped for Star Wars? I mean, the the guy worked thing- on Mandalorian. I, I, I agree. I do want to see his movie, but the biggest thing that I'm missing from Star Wars that the last trilogy did not give me is just Humor? a competent arc of where they want to take the story in the future. Like, I have been dreaming about what happened after uh, Return of the Jedi. What happened to Luke? What happened to all these people? I've just been dreaming about it my entire life. Where? Why did the story stop? Why did it end? That's why I was so sad when the prequels were announced because that wasn't the direction I wanted to go. I wanted to see what happened afterwards. And then we got the last three movies, which didn't really have a direction at all. Just some directors hopped in, made some movies that they thought were good. Uh, they didn't really coalesce or fit together. I just want some cohesion with the next Star Wars film so they can announce whatever they want to announce. But I just want to hear competent I- story i don't want i don't want a trilogy of films 
And um, that that's the other thing. Like, what if he just does a one-off Star Wars movie? That's fine. He can do a one-off. So I think he's going to do a one-off. I think that's going to be good. I mean... I that that has me excited, and if he's he has said uh, as of this week that he is already writing it. I think he's already like got most of it. Probably, I mean, you know him; he's probably got most of it done. He's just he's just teasing with us. Um, but like, if he's already writing it, guess what? I think his movie is going to be the first one in twenty twenty three. I mean, if he wants to set the tone, that's great. I would love for him to set the tone, but I just need Kathleen Ten- Kennedy to get in front of a podium and tell me what to expect. Like, well, do I need to detach myself from the from the legacy of? of Star Wars and moving forward or should I just kind of just sit down and just eat some popcorn and have fun watching a Star Wars movie every once in a while but they've said that they're not doing any more Skywalker stuff that's done well, yeah, but doesn't mean they won't do any longer stretching story arcs. Well, if he's just like, well, we're doing a movie I mean, I don't think he, I don't think we're going to see story arcs in Star Wars. I think they're going to go the, the, the Marvel way like, you know like, this movie's not connected to the next movie but, like, they're in the same Star Wars universe where do they go? That's the other question. What was that project Luminace, uh, Luminari, Luminary, which is uh, the, the back high in, Re- kind of the was the High Republic, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Back in back in time, I don't know. I just I just need somebody with direction in charge. Yeah. That's all I want. Well, what if they're just doing solo movies? Do you even need someone in charge? Just one offs in the. Star I mean, Wars if universe? they're just that's that's only if they're purely doing solo movies. Yeah. But if if like you said, if they were taking more of a of a Marvel approach, somebody still needs it, to be in charge. There needs to be some sort of Feige s person saying, "Well, yes, Captain America and Iron Man are not the same movies, but they share a similar universe, and we're going to continue the story slightly through it." That's why we always look well, forward to the end credit scene because we're teeing up the next thing in the universe. But but see, the, but that's the thing: the universe still Star Wars universe still exists. They don't. Because they did those three in a row that were supposed to be connected that made no sense connected because they contradicted each other every chance they got. That's where the problem was because they had the same characters. If you have different characters in a shared Star Wars universe, which pretty much exists, I think it's fine. Now, you also forget that Kevin Feige is also developing a Star Wars movie for, for Star Wars. <laughs> uh, everyone's making a Star Wars movie but, right now. Well, just mostly those two. There was some other people from the movie Slight and Luke Cage supposed to be working on one, but I think these are... If anyone's going to make a movie... It's Taika Waititi and Kevin Feige. So, do you think that that would get you hyped for Star Wars, knowing that those two are working on two different movies of these three? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think right now I just need I, I need to hear a plan from from somebody in charge, knowing that we have this very expensive property and we are very competent and we know what we're doing with it. That's why that's why I'm so excited about the Disney Plus side of things, just because uh, I don't have to worry so much about contradicting continuity. I but, can just but, look forward to the next season of The Mandalorian, knowing that it's teeing off of the last season. But of the you do for Obi Wan. Well, I mean, what do you mean? It's literally in the middle of his, his two movies. They could contradict all they want. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think they'll. <laughs> I okay, think they so you're on both have, sides. I, you're on both sides of it. I see how. you Well, are. I'm saying like the the Obi Wan thing is, is is like a totally different thing. It's just this. It's this movie that's just connecting two different story points. Chris, what I'm trying to say is somebody needs to be in charge of this billion dollar franchise, and that's not just throwing random movie ideas out there. I hope Taika Waititi starts a, a really awesome Star Wars movie moving forward, and then we can just kind of riff off of that. You know, I mean, I guess I, I, I just, I just think it's going to be more solo films in this shared universe. But do you go forward or backwards? That's my question. I don't know. Uh, it's probably whatever makes them the most money is the real answer. If you go forward, you have nothing there. If you go backwards, you have to like, well, we have to at least end up in the same place. Um, it's like watching The Hobbit. You ever watch the Hobbit movies? <sighs> no, I never will. <laughs> you don't want to watch the Hobbit movies? 
Absolutely not, Chris. I'm waiting for uh, uh, not James Franco. Uh, who's uh, yeah. who's the guy that played Venom in Spider Man Three to bring it back to Spider Man Three? Uh, Tover Grace. Tover Grace. You, you're, you're... I need to I need to see his Hobbit cut I... so I can just sit down with one. Movie. I like this other one. Let's see let's see his <laughs> Hobbit cut. See what see what that does. I know you already had your tickets from Mulan, Mike, but you gotta yeah. you gotta go get a refund. <laughs> Uh, because they have removed Mulan from Disney movement from its release schedule completely. There's no release date for this movie at this time. So, um, sorry, you're gonna have to do that. Um, crying, crying did, tears. Over did here, you Chris. get movie ticket insurance, Mike? <laughs> you know, I'm you know I'm not wearing a t-shirt, so the tears are just streaming down my chest. You know, I gotta go get a towel. It's 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 a sight. It's, over it's here. gross. This is gross. This is exactly like the <laughs> scene out of Mulan, the animate the the animated thing. So. Um, yeah, I, I think everyone's clamoring for a VOD release for everything literally all the time now. I don't think, I think Mulan's too expensive to go to VOD. So, um, that's probably going to be shelved until they can go to the theaters and get to the Chinese market because that's a, that's a big one. Did you watch any of the boys stuff yet? I know you're holding off on some trailers. Uh, no, because I, I, I don't have to wait, uh. I don't have to wait too much longer until I get to see the second season. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm excited to see that we're going to get any more beyond that. Too. Yes, so they've already picked up a season three renewal, uh, and they announced it at uh, Comic-Con at Home this week. Yeah, good job, Amazon. Yeah. Uh, the best part about the show is um, because they're kind of making their own thing, they're not following the book too closely. Uh, literally anyone is um, can be killed off at any time. So uh, <laughs> even though they say season three, you don't know what's next in the show. Um, yes, in very gruesome fashions, which is very um, fun. I, I did see one of the scenes where they fought um, the guy who plays the Deep, which is their Aquaman version, um, mm-hmm. the boys versus him. Pretty gruesome. Uh, gonna, gonna, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but it's pretty gruesome. Uh, yes, so you're gonna, you're gonna. I think you're gonna enjoy that. I think you're gonna laugh. Do you remember? Um, the dolphin scene in the first one. Oh I, my god, that's so great! I forgot about. Yeah, that. I did too until I was. Um, someone was bringing up. They're like, "Well, if the dolphin scene was to be any indication. This, this, the, they're gonna make fun of the fish talking man as usual." So, um, yeah, yes. I'm excited to, to see where that goes. So, boys, if you've not watched season one, it's on Amazon Prime. Season two will be, uh, I think, September. So, um, a little, little bit around the corner. Mike, you got a chance to watch the Xbox event. Did you finish it this week? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I, I watched it all. I know you had to walk away, or you had to, something happen, and you had to go watch something else. Uh, between Xbox and Comic-Con, I'm like, why can't you just pick another day, people? Like, we're trying to share days. So some of the big things to, they announced here, uh, it wasn't uh, about the console. It was more about the games. Uh, have you ever played Fable? Uh, I know a lot of people really dig it, but I've never played. I remember, um, I remember actually going to a GameStop in Bloomington, Indiana, to pick up a uh, pick up um, another game, and they let us have Fable uh, two weeks early because they got it in store before it hit release date. Um, and I played the hell out of Fable, uh, so it's like a very tongue and cheeky um, RPG uh, where you can pick good or evil things, and that kind of depicts like how your your character progresses. It's not as realistic as, like, say, the Elder Scrolls games, but uh, mm-hmm. very, very cartoony, very, very tongue-in-cheeky. Uh, very Monty Python-esque, really. It's, it's a British studio that works on this. Um, but they've announced a full-fledged reboot for the new Xbox coming up. And it looked, it looked pretty funny. There was, like, that little pixie getting eaten by a toad. Yeah, just a little teaser trailer. Like, I, I don't know a whole lot about the, the gameplay, but I know that there's a cult behind Fable, oh. and if they announced one, people were going to be very excited, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. That was their, that was their <laughs> just to say, that, that was their and one more thing announcement was, like, Fable. Mm. So, uh, Fable's an Xbox-only IP, so that's cool they're working on that. 
uh, friend of the show, uh, Quentin Parker, is a big uh, game player of Destiny 2, even though he says he doesn't play it anymore. I don't believe him. He'll, he'll pick it back up here in a second. Uh, but they've announced Destiny 2 will be uh, available for the Series X, and it will be on Game Pass. Are you familiar with what Game Pass is, Mike? Uh, isn't that that you give them money, they give you games? It's like they're Netflix. Like You access yeah. any game on Game Pass, you can download and play if you're subscribed. You don't have to buy the game individually. Um, so uh, Destiny is made by Bungie, who made the original Halo 1, 2, and 3 games. So mm-hmm. it's not really surprising for them to come back into their wheelhouse and be a part of Microsoft's software offerings. Um, one of the other things I don't have it on here, Game Pass Ultimate will be offering... Um, their xCloud beta or xCloud included in that cost did i tell you what do you remember what xCloud was when i talked about it that's that's basically google stadia right yes game streaming from a server yes it's microsoft's or xbox's uh yes uh streaming and i played actually destiny 2 on that this weekend while i was uh out of town uh with uh some of the people i was staying with i was like they're like you can play your xbox on a tablet i'm like yeah watch so we played some Destiny 2 on that. Um, on If you were at my house right now, too, I could turn the lights on and off yeah. and the color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't have to touch a button. Hands free. Don't even look at the key. Don't even look at the keyboard in my office. That that's crazy. You got to you're going you're gonna to trip out, man. You're going to have a have a seizure there. So, um, but yeah, so Xbox announced some of these games. Was there any games that stood out to you, Mike? I mean, not not too much. I mean, I have to say I was biased. I don't have a, a Xbox. I'm kind right. of bought into the Sony PlayStation side of things. So for this generation, you know, anything any anything that looked interesting, I was just like, oh, I'm probably not going to p- play it. So I'm not going to uh, log it in my brain. I mean, the biggest thing I was there for was I wanted to see uh, Halo gameplay yes. because back in the day. I did own an Xbox 360, and I played through whatever Halo games were on the Xbox 360. Um, I don't know. Three and um, uh, three ODST, and then I think four. Yeah, did f- four. Yeah, maybe four, yeah, because I guess Halo, because Halo, Halo's been off for a while. They've been out of work for a little bit, Five and they're years. coming back for this yeah. next console. So I think, yeah, I think I've played through all of the campaign. I mean, this story... I cannot comprehend it. I cannot keep track of it. Every once in a while, I go in a deep dive to a Halo wiki just to feel like, can I remember any of it? And I just, I literally cannot at all. So, but I was interested to see, even though I might not play the next Halo, I want to see it at least what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, so I love Halo, Mike. You know this. I, I'm mm. a, a sponge for Halo. I have a lot of the, well, I did. I had a lot of the novels. I donated them to um uh, a bookstore or a, a book place that were they for books for kids. Well, this is a teen game. The books were I think were still PG, whatever E for everyone. You are you are ride or die for Master Chief. Yeah, you yeah. want in that warthog with me? I am. I love. I I have my Xbox. I I'm, I have it for for Halo, and they gave us a, a gameplay demo of this that has largely gone um, unfavorable by a lot of people on Reddit. By the way, um, however, I thought it was looked pretty fun. Mike, I like I like an open world. It looked like a, a big open world map, right? Um, you got to see the grappling hook, uh, where he chucked uh, an explosive barrel at a grunt. Um, some of the you get to upgrade some of the uh, your your suits and the capabilities, and they have very large maps. I I'm not gonna get too much into this. I just know this was an E3 demo. Remember how E3 was supposed to happen? Mm-hmm. And then they cancel it like what a month before maybe. This is the demo they had for E3. Um, and while they should have done another one, by all means, I still think it looked fun. Is this something you would play? 
Like, I mean, this it seemed like this probably wasn't the best gameplay to show people that have been chomping at the bit for Halo for a really long time huh. because it has been a really long time since I've played any Halo, and this almost just looked like a level I've already played. Mm. And I am totally not expecting the game to just look like this. You know, I'm sure they'll go to a lot of new fancy-looking areas. There'll be they, new <laughs> types of enemies to fight. But all of the aliens I remember fighting all already. The brutes I remember yep. fighting those people already. The guns looked a little bit different, but the only thing that was really functioning uniquely, I would say, was the grappling right. hook. And I'm all about traversal in games. Well, I love grappling hooks and jetpacks. So that piqued my interest but it seems like maybe they should have gone with a stronger did, foot forward did it feel <laughs> nostalgic to you because to me uh, it felt like watching halo one all over again yeah but uh, unfortunately that just means it ends up like you're right. watching like a remaster not something new and yeah, shiny be, you know because this was actually on a halo ring um you saw that, right? Because they, they land on the mm-hmm. Halo ring. Yep. And, you know, all the other games have Halos. But there's always something that they unveil later in the game that makes you do something different completely. So it's like, how much can you tell without giving away the story? I think the... Um, I, I, I I like the villain. Um, the, the, the brute chieftain who's giving his, like, his monologue there at the end. A really monologuing alien villain is, is seems interesting. Um, well, it is... Yeah, I agree. There's not more. There's not new. It felt... I don't know. Um, it still felt good to be like, ah, Halo. I've not played Halo. I've not had a good one, a new one in five years. Yeah, you're saying it feels it feels it feels good to be back home. Yeah. But now that I'm back home, I'd like to maybe try something like, else for dinner. Yes, this is th- <laughs> this is fine. This is a classic. This is a staple. But you know, I understand this is an eight minute, very slow game. The gameplay was so slow because I think they were trying to showcase everything. Um, mm-hmm. Did you get that vibe? Like it was like. This is kind of sluggish a little bit. I mean, that I mean that's how all gameplay yeah. demos go in my mind. They're always just like they probably rehearse it. If not, maybe they even have the computer controlling the gameplay itself. Like, now make sure when you walk out of this ship, make sure you slowly look up and do a do a nice little sweep over the vista before you turn the corner and you shoot that alien. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and a lot of the times like, you know, I think this one they say they have sprint in it. So like, you're going to be sprinting in the enemies and battles, right? Like this looked like it was on easy mode. Like, you're going to turn it up to normal, maybe hard. That guy didn't even drive a Warthog in anybody, okay? What am I going to do? I'm going to drive a Warthog directly into somebody. So, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go full full out. But it looked like maybe the mats... I like the verticality of the mats, because like, the old ones felt very kind of tunnel-y. Like, like mm-hmm. you got to go through this crevice in the mountain, and you don't have a choice kind of thing. It felt like there's a little bit more maybe exploration here. And uh, his little uh, human uh, sidekick... Look to be a very um, like a like a I guess a foil for everything, if you will, um, if you will. But I mean, I, I I mean I understand people are are upset about it. They don't like the graphics. It's a brand new console. I, I get it. But I, I I'm like I said, I'm nostalgic for something. I want to go back into Halo, Mike. So I didn't know if this sold you on maybe like next generation. I want an Xbox so I can have a. PlayStation 4 and uh, Xbox. We'll have to see. I, I feel like it, Halo, it's not going to be Halo. It's going to be something the lo- along the lines of like, oh, a Spider-Man game, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, something like backwards that compatibility for every Xbox game. Hey, that's good. That's kind of a shot across the bow for PlayStation yeah. a little bit because I don't think they've confirmed literally everything. Yeah, they're like, the top 100 games are backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? What yeah, is that? What, what that top mean? 100 games? Anyway, Halo Infinite, uh, E3 working... I'll link the, the demo down here, uh, the gameplay stuff, so you can take a look. It's like an eight-minute thing. Some people, if you go online, again, fandoms are toxic, right, Mike? Uh, they're they're the worst. No matter which way you cut it, no matter which way you slice it, um, 
you're gonna get people who are very vocal about something uh, that they they love. So I understand. So that was the Xbox event. Moving on, Star Trek Prodigy. Did you see any information on this one? Yeah, I saw that they announced a new Star Trek show. It seems like uh, uh, CBS, Viacom in general, is going all in on Star Trek. They're just like, hey, if Disney can do this with Star Wars, we can do this with Star Trek. And it seems like they're leasing out this this idea anywhere they can go. Because I know that they're doing the Star Trek Lower Decks, which I believe... That's CBS All Access, right? That's a streaming show. Which which one? If I see rem- uh, Below Decks, the one yeah. that kind of looks like it's animated in the Rick and Morty style. Yeah, yeah. Because I think one of, one of the producers of Rick and Morty and the um, what's the other show they did? The Alien one. Solar Opposites. Yes, he, he is. He's on there. Uh, he's yeah. So so that's more that that's supposed to be more adult. It's not supposed to be crude humor, but it's going to be more adult. And it seems like Prodigy is going to be more kids yeah. focused yeah so this one's going straight to nickelodeon uh one of the uh developers of this is the uh, guy who developed troll hunters which i think mm-hmm. was on maybe netflix that was netflix that was, so uh that guy worked closely with guillermo del toro then because i believe that was guillermo del toro's show yes so um so this is going to nickelodeon and it follows a group of lawless teens who discover a derelict starfleet ship and uses it to search for adventure meaning and salvation so it sounds like it's going to be honestly when i read this mike i read Avatar The Lost Airbender, but for Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, uh, Avatar is having a huge renaissance right now uh, over on Netflix. It's one of the biggest shows on the streaming platform, which is crazy since it it's in standard aspect ratio and it was on Nickelodeon like years ago. So that's great. 15 years so ago. May- so maybe Nickelodeon is now kind of realizing because the one of the biggest uh, detriments to Avatar: The Last Airbender when it was airing was it was for an older kid audience, and really Nickelodeon wants to make stuff for a slightly younger audience because it's easier to sell action figures and merch and toys and stuff like that. That's where you get a lot of revenue from your IP. But maybe Nickelodeon is starting to come back around and realize, oh, we should really be a- aiming towards that older audience. And if that's what this Star Trek show is, it makes me more interested because, you know, some of the kiddie stuff, I don't think I necessarily want to see Star Trek filtered. Uh, but also, if this is just airing on Nickelodeon, I'm never going to see it mm-hmm. because I don't have cable. Well, so Nickelodeon has been streaming stuff on Netflix. So if it ever ends up there or maybe if it eventually ends up on All Access, maybe I can find a way to watch it. But as of right now, I don't know if it's ever going to get into my eyeballs. Yeah, I don't I don't know where, where we go after. I just know starting on Nickelodeon. So if it's built for Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon's funding the initial cost. It's going to be that team-based animated kind of thing. Um, I didn't see any animation style for it. Were you able to see any teasers? No. The The only thing that they revealed was just the, the title card. So as of right now, we don't really mm. know what it's going to look like. Right. But I think also at the same you have to stay away from the lower decks, which is the uh, adult humor. Uh, right? So like mm-hmm. you can't veer too much into that without you know crossing over. Um, but Star Trek is literally getting like a renaissance since they did the what was it Discovery on All Access, mm-hmm. and then there's the Spock spinoff, Picard with its and its upcoming second season, Lower Decks, uh, this one here, um, the uh, Prodigy. What will they not do with Star Trek at this point? Make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I don't know. It de- it depends if. Um... Oh God, uh, Quentin Tarantino. It depends if he's busy. I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think this is cool. I think Star Trek's fine. I never got into it, so this is nice to see kind of updated versions. Because um, what Star Trek was made about the fifties, sixties. Yeah, I mean, I, I I wish Viacom all all the luck in the world because I mean, this is what's gonna 
make their eventual Viacom streaming mm-hmm. service uh, hot and popular. Yeah, it was uh, 60, 66 when it came out. So I'm just interested in Star Trek. You know, my, my whole point behind this, we're what, 60, 50 years later, right? Um, 60 mm-hmm. years later. Uh, what What is the tech? You know, they were building the technology. They, they had the ideas for like what became iPads and AirPods way back then, right? So like, you know, can Star Trek now... You know, what do they take with what we know we have in, the, in this future and make it even more futuristic? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or do they stick in that same thing? So I think there's a lot of opportunity here with with, uh, with Star Trek going forward um, because I have no idea what's going on with a lot of it. I'm just winging <laughs> it. I'm just, when I went into Picard, I'm like, sign me up. I'm not watching anything before this. Let's do it. So um, Prodigy comes out next year. Uh, Lower Decks is August of this year, so uh, next month. Yeah, well, I mean, if Prodigy is coming out next year, that means art out there, it, it, it exists. This is already in production, so it's only a matter of time until we see a little bit more. Yeah, and, and see what that what that kind of looks like. I'm like, I'm going to click on the Wikipedia, and now it's just got the the icon there, which looks a lot like Steven Universe slash Troll Hunters. So I'm getting the vibe um, for that. Bill and Ted 3. Face the music, Mike. Are you a Bill and Ted fan? <laughs> I've never seen any of the Bill and Ted movies. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. I that's shocking to some people, but it just, uh, it never came across my uh, watch list when I was a kid. We didn't have the VHSs uh, in my house, so I'm sure they're great. Obviously, uh, we all love uh, Keanu Reeves, anything and everything he's done. Uh, we watched The Lake House the other day, uh, oh. which is the mailbox time travel movie, which uh, sounds like it could be possibly Bill and Ted adjacent, but... Uh, we all love Keanu Reeves. This, yeah, this is just the blind spot for me. Yeah, I'm 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 not precious on these movies. I I think I understand them. Uh, you know, 1989, 1991. They're not stoners, but like they have the, you know, this is where Beavis and Butthead were modeled after, right? Like Bill. Yeah, and Yeah, they're like they're like slacker dropouts. Yeah. I I haven't seen the movie, but I totally <laughs> understand the characters. Yes, and uh, they have to. Uh, to to make this music because they're in a band right so like they're band the wild stallions and they have to to do this you know um their the future is a utopian society based on their music which is weird so i um i'm not precious on this it's been what 30 years since the last one came out uh 91 so what do we uh what do you do 30 years later with with this you mean keanu reeves is living the keanu songs right he is John Wick and doing like he is cyberpunk. He's doing all this stuff. The Matrix Four, and then he does this Bill and Ted stuff. And I saw the trailer, and I'm not excited. <laughs> I'm not excited at all. But that's that's, all right. that's not the point of this. The point of this thing is, uh, this uh, September first, they will put it in in theaters with a limited theatrical run and video on demand on the same day. Eh, that's what we like to hear here. Yep. So instead of making you go to the movie theaters, they're going to see how splitting it down the middle goes with VOD and theatrical release. I think any new content is going to be popular um, if you can get your hands on it and not go out in public. Mm-hmm. So this may be an opportunity for me to go back and revisit the Bill and Ted movies. Uh, maybe an opportunity for you to watch them for the first time uh, yep. in the background I mean, while you're it, working on something. Yeah. I mean, it's a it, we're we're. We're, we're soon going to enter the time where the content on streaming services start to slow down because so much stuff in Hollywood has to start years ahead of time, much like distilling like liquor. you got to get it in the barrel uh, soon and then let it age. So we're getting all of these – we're reaping all the rewards from the stuff that like Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu and Disney Plus – all started in production like last year so now these things are going to start airing soon and then we're going to start running out of content so we're going to need anything that we can get so bill and ted 3 
you're welcome to come out on VOD. Exactly. And you know, this is a smart move. Uh, we're saving Bill and Ted three for theaters isn't doing anyone a favor. Yeah this this isn't this isn't Christopher Nolan's tenant here. This is if they decided to do Dumb and Dumber two again, like it was releasing this year. They're like, we're going to save it for next year. <laughs> just don't. Just just put it out. Let us watch it. Let us get some popularity. Get us some buzz behind it. Make some money off VODs and, and cut your losses. So I think this is what uh, you know New Mutants could do. Uh, we talked about that earlier. And this is if it works for Bill and Ted. Maybe that'll work for, for somebody else. Yeah. Lastly, have you watched the Sonic movie yet? I haven't yet. I mean, I have the ability to, but yeah, it's just not a whole lot driving me to to check it out. But I have been watching a little bit of Jim Carrey lately, and he he re- kind of returns to his wacky self. Self, I hear in that film, so maybe I do need to watch it. Yeah, uh, I've heard um, nothing but good things. It's been like a number one uh, movie, I think. Oh. Num number two, technically. I think it's still underneath uh, Bad Boys. Uh, I, it probably could have beat Bad Boys, uh, Bad Boys for Life, if it if it didn't run into the coronavirus and kind of its last couple of weeks. But yeah, Sonic is still uh, still a top two movie. <laughs> yeah, right now exactly. Uh, so uh, the sequel for that has uh, gotten a release date of April eighth, twenty twenty two, which is a bold move. But if they were able to redesign Sonic that quickly um, and get it out, I think they have an opportunity here. They've already got the character yeah. model. Yeah, there was a there was a Comic Con at Home panel for uh, Project Power, and we talked about it last week, where the creators are also uh, signed on for a Mega Man movie, mm-hmm. and we were kind of curious, like, oh, is this just like what's listed on IMDb? IMDb always lists stuff that kind of never ends up coming to fruition, and they were actually asked about it, and they said like, oh, well, we can't say much about it now, but yeah, we we are working on a Mega Man movie right now, and uh, you'll be hearing more about it soon shortly so we're getting a lot more um classic kind of video game movies yeah. i mean we've had a lot of older stuff not older stuff but we've had a lot of uh movies that you know never really needed a lot of video games that never really needed to be movies before mm-hmm. but now we're kind of getting these classic nostalgia hits from our childhood like sonic becomes a movie yeah. mario's gonna be a movie from illumination we're gonna get a uh, mega man just well, everyone's up for grabs right well now. if you forget pokemon yeah i was gonna say uh, pikachu <laughs> kind of kicked this off by being successful why also like not like every other th- i think every like you remember the old mario movie mike uh it tried to follow <laughs> yeah. the game, right? Like, but like Pikachu didn't follow a game at all. It just used the characters. Mm. Sonic, I've heard, does the same thing. Doesn't follow the game, but it has the characters. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see that. I, I've not watched it. I did watch the end credit scenes. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I just watched them because I wanted to see uh, what was going on with it. So um, I'm excited to see. Will we get maybe Knuckles or 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 anything like that down the road? Everyone loves Knuckles. He was not in the, in the credit scene. I'll tell you that right now. But you know, there's an opportunity here to to have some fun with these and and make good video game movies like Mario. Um, maybe maybe a a, a less um, misogynistic Tomb Raider, if you will. <laughs> no, they did. They, I mean, they, they, they redid call- the Tomb Raider. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I mean, I'm calling it right now. I just feel like they're gonna they're gonna celeb cast uh, Knuckles whenever they put him in the movie. Like it's gonna be like Seth Rogen or somebody like that. They just any any big name is gonna be Knuckles. We don't care if they really fit the the form of the mold at all. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my big prediction for this. Uh, as we wrap up our Comic Con at Home special, jam packed full of all the news. That we definitely waited for. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, quite the news cycle, Mike. Uh, it's definitely not. It's not last year eating sushi 
and watching Marvel's panel with a huge sunburn. Uh, yeah, everything could have been a little bit different, at least if New Mutants would have been VOD. We could have been talking about how excited we were to just buy that video on demand content and review it for you next week, but nope. Nope, we gotta wait longer. Yeah, a little bit. So um, that's uh, that's that's, the, that's how the cookie crumbles this year, Mike. And boy, mm-hmm. did it crumble! I mean, we we got a whole box of crumbs. I don't think a cookie's held together. Uh, I just I just been I've just been staring at these other two uh, pieces of Kit Kat. Oh, speaking uh, of cookies. I'm I'm, e- I'm eating them as soon as we end this podcast. Well, then, in that case, Mike, let's wrap it up. If people don't know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing. How's that sunburn healing and what games you're playing when you're online? Mm. When can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. I don't really have much of a sunburn, so it's going to be really disappointing. I'm just read in a couple places. Uh, but definitely the games, uh, for sure. Um, you can also head over to Comic UI. People want to know what you're doing, Mike, uh, for the, the podcast. We've got a bunch of other places to buy merch, mask, anything. You can also subscribe. You can even leave a review in the app. Do you know you can leave a review in the app right now, Mike? You can just do it if you're listening. Oh, yeah, do it. Do it. Leave us a review. Make it fun. Man, a lot of stars, a but a lot of fun. It, it's been a while since I've asked people to leave a review, but all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see, we talked about a lot of stuff this week, and there's lots of links to lots of Comic-Con at Home panels. So go check that out in our show notes, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to podcasts. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Yeah, and like Chris said, leave us a review. I, we haven't asked you guys to do that in forever. So if you haven't gone over to, I would suggest iTunes. That kind of seems to be the trailblazer for podcasts. So if you want to leave us a review over on iTunes, we'd greatly appreciate that. And uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So uh, if there was something that you thought we missed from Comic-Con at home, because everything's out there. So if we missed anything, we can just go watch it and, uh, and talk about it later in the week. Uh, just let us know. And we love hearing from you. Please reach out. We love our super fans. And if you want to be a super fan, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, wash your hands, wear a mask, socially distance, uh, don't get the coronavirus, don't spread it, uh, you know, well, do all those if things. If you feel sick, stay home, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> yeah. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Salivating over this Kit Kat right now. Oh, yeah. How's that going for you? <laughs>